Hey all you spammers out there, thanks for tuning in to this special nerd edition of Canna Spam. As you might realize, our nincompoopo meter is usually running at about 100%. Today we're going to tone it back just a bit to about 80 so that we can talk about some topics that we're genuinely interested in, so hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to the Canna Spam Podcast, your weekly serving of nincompoopisms and absolute buffoonery. And don't forget the dad jokes and poop stories. Let's get it. That was classic. <laughs> That's all I have to contribute, guys. Why don't you take it away, Poopitarian? Hey, welcome back, guys. I'm your Poopitarian. My name's Nick, and we have Old Man Lopez here with us. And, of course, we had to bring him back. We can't keep him away, guys. We have Brett, our Jujitarian, back with us. Quick show note. Um, here's what we're going to talk about today, guys. SpaceX launch. We're going to talk about aliens. 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 And then uh, we got a fun article I kind of want to talk about with you guys as well. And then we're going to jump into some conspiracy theories. And then from there, we have a really fun what would you do if segment today. Uh, and I'm excited for you guys to check it out. So thanks for joining us. And again, whatever you're listening to, whatever platform currently that you're on, Leave a review. It really helps. We appreciate you guys. Check us out on Canaspam Pod on Twitter. Boom! Beep, 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 beep. Oh. That was anticlimactic. Oh. Well, thank you. I'm Ron Burgundy. Ba-boom. Hey, did you guys see that Elon Musk and his uh, company called SpaceX launched a commercial rocket with people in it from America from our soil right here into outer space. Did you guys see that this past week? I did. I saw it. I mean, I didn't see it. I read about it. No, I, I watched the replay. It was pretty awesome. So basically, both of you suck and didn't even watch it live. I think we might have been working at, at the time, you know, like you know, like regular people. I'll tell you guys a little bit about it then real fast. I'm blown away by the fact that we now have a, like a commercial industry that launched astronauts it's like nasa couldn't even do how long has it been since we even been to space from american soil 2011 nine years yeah there it is yeah yeah so it's like it's just so cool that elon has like a commercial business that launched these what three astronauts to the international space station and then what's so what's so freaking cool about it is the rocket came back down and perfectly landed on the pad i mean they've done testing before and stuff but it actually worked so that's interesting. I mean, I know they sent two guys up, um, but I didn't. I was. I kind of thought that it would land like back on the pad, like the others have done. But I wasn't sure if that was going to happen for this particular launch. But that's cool to know that it, that actually did happen. And it just didn't drop in the ocean somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's like the feet. One, the technology whole aspect is incredible. Um, but the fact that like I feel like we're back, baby. That's kind of how I feel when this launch happened. So it just kind of got me thinking a lot about space exploration. And I'm just kind of curious, where do you guys land on the totem pole of how important is it that we explore what's out there? I think it's, I mean, I think it's pretty important. Um, you know, granted, there's a lot of things on Earth that we still haven't explored. I don't know what it is. From a very young age, I just love outer space. And, I, and I've always wanted to kind of be an astronaut. Even Melissa bought me this sick bomber NASA jacket for Christmas. 
And she's going to kill me because she didn't want to get it because she said, you live in Hawaii and you'll never wear it. And I swore to her, no, I swear to you, I'll wear it. I'll wear it all the time. Yeah, I haven't wore it yet, but I love it. Now, granted, at least it's, it's not like a full-on leather bomber jacket. It has this more synthetic like vibe to it, I think, to kind of go with like that astronaut feel. But uh, anyway, yeah, I, I'm really excited about this this launch from SpaceX, and I love following all that kind of stuff. Uh, and I just think it's really, really exciting. It's kind of cool. During this launch, there were some screen grabs of potential UFO sightings. Like during the launch, I don't know if you guys saw that online, but it just got me thinking a little bit. I feel like every little kid, when you think about space and outer space and stuff, it always comes up, aliens. Definitely one of those things that you just want to believe because it's fun. You know, it's funny because like, you know, as a kid, like aliens and UFOs and stuff, like were so prominent and you wanted to believe in them so much. And, you know, like you really, I, I personally really got into it. And then like, as you get older, you're kind of like, oh, well, these people are kind of always the same. They're like always in like BFE, like middle of nowhere. Like they have like three teeth and, and you know, like, <laughs> you know, they're married to their cousin and, and you're like, oh, I don't know how credible you are. And everyone's story is always the same. But then, you know, just recently like the bomb kind of dropped for me uh last year when i listened to the bob lazar interview with joe rogan oh yeah that was like okay now this is coming from someone that, that that's a credible source in my opinion um and the fact is is that his story has not changed since he first told it it hasn't like he hasn't got like more details or, or added added things in that he didn't before it's always been the same story it's been very consistent uh and he's very adamant about it i thought probably the most interesting thing that came from that interview was when they brought up um i remember in the interview like back when he was first coming out and telling the public all the things that he knew he had described this device that was used for security or something like that but many, many years after he first described it, they pulled this thing out that was exactly as he described. And it looked like some sort of device that was used for security clearance or like getting into, you know, highly secure areas. Yeah. Wasn't it like a like a retina scanner or like a fingerprint scanner or something? Some, crazy? some biometric scanner that, yeah. that came out and I was like, that is exactly what he described. Yeah. You know, and then like other people have come forward, fighter pilots have come forward, you know, describing you know their take on uh what they what they've encountered it kind of opens it up again and it opens it up again in a different sort of an adult viewpoint you know you're you're where you can kind of be like you can make rational decisions and be like okay that sounds pretty interesting yeah it's so hard it's so hard to think like the universe is like we're so small in comparison to how big like all of outer space is and even comparing us to uh, the size of other planets it's just we're such a small teeny little like pin or dot in like the whole expanse of the universe and it's just very interesting to at least think about those things i love it it's, i love it i mean and the other thing to consider too if you can if you think about because uh, some of the things that they've described would were under the water now think of how we haven't really explored the ocean like the ocean is like so we've only explored such a tiny percentage so what if they're under the water I love how I love the way you said that Brett was just so like a factual thing of like you said whatever but basically Brett said aliens live underwater and he's sure of it. Yeah, I have seen them. <laughs> have, have, have you ever you, seen have you ever seen an octopus that is an alien? Have you ever seen uh, wasn't there something more recently where 
giant squids were sort of like a myth kind of thing. And then more recently in the past, like, I don't know, 10, 15 years, they're like actually capturing and getting these ginormous. I mean, I'm talking like, like these squids are huge, bigger than boats. Um, no, I mean, they've always been like, it's always been kind of like a myth. And, and then like, but back, even back into the 1900s and stuff like that, they, there's like photos of giant squid that have washed up or that, um, you know, in like in Japan and stuff like that. Um, I think like the the rarity is seeing them alive in, in their natural alive habitat. in in the in the depths, mm. um, and uh, but yeah, also super mysterious. Like nobody really knows much about them, about their life, you know, like their life cycle and things like that. There's actually there's actually squid, um, giant squid that come up from the depths that are that are dangerous to humans. Can you please explain a little bit more? <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, see you guys later. There's these dangerous, like, size of building squids that'll kill you. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> no, there's giant squid uh, that come out of the depths uh, during certain times of the year in California, and they're um, extremely aggressive, and uh, they have been known to approach divers, and um, there hasn't been, like, a documented like proper attack but they are more than capable of attacking a diver that's horrifying when you say giant can you throw out some numbers some size numbers i mean i mean look a squid you kind of think of a squid maybe like a foot long maybe smaller than that cuttlefish squid you know but these are probably like four to six feet i think in body in body length uh i don't have my phone in front of me uh well i do but i I don't have it like where i can look it up but I, i cannot for the life of me remember the damn name of these squid but they are giant um, squid. No, it's got a, it's got a, it's got a certain name. It, ha- it definitely has a certain name. Giant uh, killer mega death squid. <laughs> no, we figured out it's just giant squid. Yeah. Uh, screw you guys. <laughs> I, th- I think I like what you're saying though, Brett. Is like it, if there's such like a uncovering of what's in the ocean, and we like live here, you're almost like well, it increases the odds even more for other stuff being out there. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, um, Humboldt squid. Boom. There we go. Yeah, I mean the ocean is just so unexplored that there could be anything under there. I feel like the squid is a perfect analogy for the whole a- alien thing because, I mean, I mean, like we we're saying, only recently have we actually gotten glimpses of these things living underwater in the depths. But I'm sure at some point, you know, these squids have possibly washed up on shore or shown up in some form outside of being alive where they normally lurk you know that's probably where they got the legends of the kraken and sailors fearing these huge squids yes 100 I mean, comes from a source of actual you know experience and i feel like there has to be some sort of similarity in the way that people attribute you know extraterrestrial experiences that's my mm, opinion mm. it's very very similar in how these how these myths and ideas you know come about would, okay, let me let me throw a, another. We're gonna do a would you rather in a little bit, but I gotta throw one at you then. Would you rather explore the deep depths of the ocean and encounter an alien, or would you rather explore the deep outer space and encounter aliens? Uh, I'm a. I mean, I'm such a water person, and I love the idea of exploring the deep seas more than I enjoy the idea of exploring space. So I would be the water guy. I'm definitely leaning on the water side too, because if I think of space, there's so much of it. There's a reason why they have the the measurement called light year, you know, and 
<laughs> if if they're measuring these planets that are X amount of light years away, I don't think there's any chance that I'm going to be seeing stuff at the same rate that I'll be seeing stuff underwater. Because underwater is teeming with life. And in space, I feel like 99.9% of the time, I'd just be waiting and looking and then possibly never even find anything. So what you're telling me, Kavika, is you'd rather be Dustin Hoffman in the movie The Sphere over Han Solo in the Millennium Falcon. Now, you throw in the Millennium Falcon, that's a little bit different because I can zip around the galaxy (laughs) at light speed. (laughs) I am going with outer space because here's the thing. Of course you would. Of course I would. But here's the thing. I I know where other planets are. So I can try and travel. I personally, yes. I personally... (laughs) I got a map, (laughs) and I'm going that way. Right. Um, North, south, east, and west. Yeah, so so I can like at least direct myself to these other places. Now, what's interesting is the connection between when you're underwater and the deeper you go, the more pressure is created, right? Mm-hmm. And the same thing in space, in the sense once you hit, you're in space, it's a vacuum out there. Complete opposites. Yeah, it's just interesting that there's these just kind of things like that. But you you wouldn't be worried about getting bored in space? I don't know. I could I could like hawk a loogie. And it would just float to the other side. That's sweet. I could eat pudding just in the air. You're going to entertain yourself for years on end with yeah. loogies flopping around in zero gravity? After the first day. Well, why are you guys saying that sarcastically? Yeah. <laughs> yes. What, here, no, here's what I think, though. The thing that's appealing about space is it's like the last frontier. Like, no one really does it. Like, anyone, not anyone, but you know what I mean? Like, it's pretty common to like explore the. Have you seen that James Cameron documentary on the ocean? Uh, yeah. Did you see how much they actually learned on one dive? It's way cooler to go in the space because less people have done it. All right. <laughs> so you you're just looking at the bragging rights. No, the I exclusivity. Mean that, it's involved. That's all I'm saying. That's it's it's, it's it's in the equation. But are you more interested in the idea of traveling in space and the technical? abilities and all of that stuff or are you actually more interested in finding life because it's hard to believe that Mm. you would be looking for life more commonly in space than you would in the ocean maybe in our finite minds because we've never been to space but i but okay let me ask you this the moon is easily gotten to would you agree i mean not easy but we've gotten to the moon many people have have done it (laughs) yeah there it is there it is now we're getting into it so you're telling me, Kavika, you would rather go under the sea super far versus walking on the moon. Absolutely. There's it would no, not even be a question. I don't think There's, you thought you did not think long enough. You answered way too soon. I absolutely <laughs> would rather go into the deepest depths of the ocean because I know I'm going to find. I mean, I know there's nothing on the moon that's going to excite me. Let me ask you this. Do you like cheese? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you got me there. You got I, me there. An endless supply of cheese when you're on the moon. Yeah, okay. Have, have you learned about lunar dust? No, what's that? Lunar dust. It's They said it's probably one of the most detrimental elements to space equipment that you could ever find. It's, it's really finer. fine. It's so fine that it gets into everything and it damages equipment. And it, they said it was one of the biggest nuisances of anybody that has landed on the moon. It's just everywhere. That's like going to Kailua Beach. The sand is so fine over there. You just can't get it out of you. Yeah. So when when I hear that, all I'm thinking is like, I'm going to go to basically a space desert. Hmm. The idea of it is cool. I'll give you that. I, I mean, I would want to come home and say like, hey, I went to the moon. 
But aside from the bragging rights, I have no desire to go to the moon. Hmm. And I, I grew up from the youngest age to now fascinated with under, un, under the water. Like my dream would be to go into like a uh, submarine to explore the depths. I am in utter disbelief right now. I, I can't even describe to you the feelings that I'm having at this moment. His world just imploded. Actually, it would explode because it's a vacuum up there. And that's cool. Like, you know, I like coffee, you like tea, you know. I like this, you like that. It's all good, bro. Not in our culture. If we have differing views, I now do not like you. I hate that you. That means he hates me. Yeah. <laughs> it is fun, though. I think people love this idea, though, that you want to explore the unknown. I think under the sea is pretty sweet. I'm also not the greatest swimmer, so it's a little scary being like fathoms under the sea. And it's also, it's really dark. It's, it's hard to like even get light to go far underneath the ocean. At least in space, you got the something called the sun. Ever heard of it? But the thing is like, if you, if, if you are like fathoms deep and something went wrong. Swimming is the least of your worries. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're going to notice. Just like as if anything went wrong, if you're in space... Like, I don't think that's going to be like, you're not even going to know. It's going to be so quick. You wouldn't even like feel anything. So you guys want to explore the depths of the ocean. Of course, I'm assuming in some type of craft, you got to be in some type of submarine, something or another. Correct. And just as I want to be in space and I here's okay. Here's one little difference. At least I can get out of my aircraft and be floating in outer space with a tether. That's cool. I don't even want a door on my submarine. <laughs> it's just it's just one area for things to go wrong. If I don't have a door, I know that's not a weak point. We're going to weld you in the submarine. That's fine with me. <laughs> just leave me in here. I don't want no possibilities of flooding. I don't want a door to be the reason I drown to death or get crushed into a diamond. <laughs> now, the, the moneymaker question that I want to ask you guys is, do you believe in aliens? Do you believe there is other life out there in outer space? Yes or no would suffice. Yes. Possibly. Okay, so I knew you. Probably. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Because yes or no is such a, it's, it's so definitive, you know? Unless I know all of the information, I'm not going to just pick one side or the other. But I can lean towards one side, and I think there's probably a good chance that there are aliens. And of course, I think I know why you guys answer those questions. I'm going to say the little kid in me is going to say yes. I think there's aliens out there. Now, I'm kind of curious, though. Why do we have this image of an alien of like the bald head, big eyed green thing? Like, like, where did that idea or thought up thing come from? It's just interesting that that's what we've kind of prescribed as a culture that is an alien. Have you watched Ancient Aliens? Negative. Uh, I have not. Tell me, no, okay, well, tell me, what is Ancient Aliens? What is it? It's a TV show on the History Channel, and I think it's in, like, its 15th season or something, um, but it's essentially the the most comprehensive collection of every theory and piece of evidence that has to do with aliens, extraterrestrials, strange creatures. They even talk about the possibility of Bigfoot, um... All of these theories that revolve around the idea that there's something happening on this planet that we just don't understand, that maybe we did know about in the ancient times. So the reason why I asked if you guys have seen it is because they go over a lot of the reasons why 
we have this perception of, they call it the Grey's alien. So there's a reason why we have this idea of this very large-headed being with pale skin and large eyes. But that's just one of the different types of aliens that people have described throughout history. I think this is a good transition into our next Would You Rather. He chose poorly. Okay, would you rather the aliens that make first contact be robotic or organic and why? So let's define, what do we mean by organic? They're naturally grown without pesticides or chemicals. <laughs> okay, so they're, f they're flesh and they're... They're not robotic. Yeah, they're, <laughs> so they're capable of thought, right? intelligent yeah they're a higher being whereas so there's that side of it so you're like okay that sounds positive because they're they're capable of high level of thinking right so they can make their own decisions whereas a, a robot in my opinion could be pre-programmed to a certain outcome like i'm here to destroy the earth there's nothing you can do to change that idea i'm gonna destroy the earth whereas maybe with with someone that has um in, super intelligent um, they might, you know, be able to make a, a, a decision. So you're thinking reasoning is a is a highly valued trait in this situation. So that if we disagree with the aliens, we can come to an agreement and maybe make amends or some sort of compromise on whatever their objectives are. Yeah, I, I, I think so. And but then then so there's that side of it, right? But then you're like, with the robots, what technology do they have? Why can't it be a robot that has evolved enough? Why can't it be a woke robot? <laughs> a woke robot. A woke, a woke Why woke, can't the robot woke? be woke? Wait. <laughs> why not? How so, come? Well, now you're moving the, the goalposts. I do what I want. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> do you realize what you've done? <laughs> I've been waiting for that. Uh, why can't it, think about this for a second? What if we launched a satellite into outer space that has become self-aware and has now went somewhere else and we lost it and it has now formed a race of robots that can now freely think and make decisions on their own? Well, the thing is, I don't think like across the board, the fear of AI is that it would be so advanced and have its own sort of awareness, awareness that I honestly think that we would be obliterated, and that's the that's the whole that's the whole like sort of um, discussion about AI and that that it could take over and we would just be the slaves like Terminator. That's the kind of robot I'm thinking, because it, if it's if it's organic, then it would have sent the robot, and really the robot that we make contact with is just fueled by some organic something that has sent the robot. That's what I was I was wondering. Is there's so much, so many different you know scenarios that this could be. Is it a drone sent from another, you know, alien race? There's so much that it could be. Whereas if it's an organic life form here that's coming here to Earth and then we make contact with it, they're putting themselves in a vulnerable state, which makes me a little bit more comfortable about their intention. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah, because can I, I'm going to just answer mine, but then you guys can flesh it out just a little more. All right. I'm going with totally organic because like they say in Predator, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Boom. Sounds like we're all on the same page here. Imagine if all of our Dyson Roombas become self-aware and then attack us. 
<laughs> That's what I'm worried about. An army of Roombas taking over. <laughs> that would suck. Oh, that would suck. Because vacuums and robots. It's good. <laughs> All right, let's jump into our... Um, I just have some conspiracy theories that I want to throw at you guys. And I want to just hear your immediate reaction to what you think they are so we'll try one out and see how it goes um i'm gonna name something and then i'll count three two one and then both of you will have to answer whether you believe it's true or not and i know you know kavika is a little bit on that well i lean more towards it being yes or no but for the sake of the game just give a friggin answer maybe <laughs> but uh uh how's that sound yeah sounds good i don't like it all right cool first one we're gonna just do a softball okay Bigfoot. False. Three, two, you son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> let me, uh, let me, false. let me explain the instructions to the game one more time. No, no so please I'll, don't. <laughs> so I'll say it and then you both basically got to answer at the same time. That way we kind of, it's kind of more unbiased. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Bigfoot. False. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. False. False. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go with false as well, but I really enjoy Bigfoot <laughs> theories and sightings. It's a lot of fun. I like those a lot. In, in 60 seconds, what is Bigfoot? Bigfoot is a Sasquatch man that's the missing link that wanders around the Appalachian um trails or if it's in the north we call him yeti or abominable snowman and he's hard to track and he's very secretive and hidden everywhere is he blurry no but that i never thought of that that's a i never that he may be that could be why he's just blur in real life he's just blurry <laughs> he looks like a, um like minecraft but <laughs> he's pixelized he's 8 bit Right. <laughs> He's 8-bit foot. Uh, <laughs> I'm out. All right. Yeah, I like the I like the Bigfoot one a lot, by the way. But it's like Brett said, it's always people with like four teeth that are telling you about when they saw Bigfoot as they are spitting in a spittoon and drinking moonshine. Okay, next question. Do you believe that the JFK assassination is a conspiracy? Three... Two, one. Yes. False. Oh, this is such a tough one because... Maybe. This, you know, there's so many different things. I've seen a couple of things on JFK. The trajectory, the bullet trajectory, the fact that um, the kind of gun that he was shooting um, and that he wasn't a trained marksman, a moving target. So I'm going to retract what I said and I'm going to say true. I do think it's a conspiracy. Oh. I think he was murdered. By not that guy. Not by Lee Harvey. I think Lee Harvey Oswald was a pawn in the whole thing. Mm. And that he was killed to, to keep him quiet. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that part of the reason why I lean on that side is, is because exactly that. There's just, there's just too many variables that don't make sense. And the fact, I just, I strongly believe that there's so much that our government covers up and they spend so much time trying to mask and keep from the public I think this just falls into one of those categories. I'm going to answer, and I'm going to say false. I, I just think the guy was assassinated. I don't think they're... I know that they try and build all this evidence and stuff, but I'm just going to go with my gut. 
It, it, I just think, yeah, he. it's just what they said. So that's just what I'm going to go with. Lee Harvey Oswald, he did it. Yeah. If I'm assuming they're falsifying the information, then I can't assume anything is true anymore, ever. Well, I would. I don't trust the government, so. Well, that's exactly where I stand. Yeah. Okay, well, not that, anyway, let's go. The next one's going to be interesting. I'm kind of curious to what you guys think. 9-11 was an inside job. Three, two, one. False. I've literally been on both sides of it, and I'm still like, I have no idea. You've heard, you've heard the, all the theories about that, though, of course. Yes. I do believe that the U.S. used it as an excuse to do some things that were truly horrific. Put it oh, that 100%, 100%, yes. I mean, you know, I, back in the day when I lived in the U.K., I, um, I had to cover the court case of the doctor that was in charge of finding um, the uh, weapons of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. In, in Iraq and that he reported that there were no um, weapons and he 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 was um, he died mysteriously and um, multiple leaders including uh, Tony Blair at the time were called into the Supreme Court and that's what I was there for to cover those um, you know the big wigs that, that got called in to testify um, because it was such a big thing that this guy just he just he just died. Like I think he, I think the story is that he was assassinated, but I think he might have died mysteriously. It's been quite a long time since I looked into it, but um, you know, so they they use that backbone of the terror attacks to then create the story of weapons of mass destruction to invade Iraq, and then you know, Bob's your uncle. That's crazy. I didn't know he did that. See, Brett's just so many things. Yeah, I just learned from him on Saturday that he, that he had a fish tank cleaning business when he lived in LA. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? So random. <laughs> He's a real life Deuce Bigelow male gigolo. Let's jump into the next one's fun. I'm, I'm excited about this one. All right. Loch Ness Monster. Three, two, one. False. False. Wow. I actually saw a documentary on it and where they, they really, exp- like, they really like scientific research like all the different ideas on it and uh they came to the conclusion that it's just not possible yeah i've seen so many like it's some it's one of those things obviously you want to believe is true and every time there's a documentary on whatever network it doesn't even matter if it's on nickelodeon like i'm watching it hoping that at the end they'll have some evidence that the loch ness monster exists and this is the definitive proof but every single one ends with we still don't know because, I mean, I get the theories that it's a very deep lake and that something survived the Ice Age. That it was like a plechiosaur or whatever the hell it was, you know, some kind right. of, uh, you know, water-based dinosaur and that it survived eating the fish. I can officially say as a kid, yeah, great, great reading the books on, like, mysteries of the world, but I don't think it's true. Wow. I'm going to go with, um, I'm always a kid at heart, so Nessie is real and I like it. I'm just gonna go yes. I've seen a lot of those documentaries too. It's just like Kavika says, you got this hope, and then the, the, at the end they're like, yeah, but I don't know. Like I even watched River Monster Guy. Didn't he try and go and catch Nessie or something like that? Yeah, I think so. Okay, next one. And I don't know if it, uh, this theory is. I don't know how well known this one is. This conspiracy theory, but I'm just gonna throw it out there and then see what you guys think. Do you believe that there's a mind control lab in Alaska? Three, two, one. Yes. False. Okay. Have you guys heard of the theory before? Have you heard of no. this one? 
it, so is this is this the one where they're claiming that they're able to almost like Kaisi in the movies where they activate you with a key phrase and then all of a sudden you are no longer yourself you you execute this programmed agenda without having conscious consciously done it and then all of a sudden you wake up and you have no memory of it yeah yeah i think that's the one like a so, jason bourne kind of thing uh well jason bourne had amnesia from an injury but uh the the winter soldier in marvel you know you you say these certain words in this certain certain order all of a sudden he becomes just this soldier that will do your bidding um I, i've heard these conspiracies before and i do think that there is some sort of research facility that's dedicated to it i think people are looking into it and experimenting with it and there have mm. been experiments that have gone wrong and they've had to cover up i don't know if it's something that they are actually implementing in the way that they in the way that you're describing though so here's the thing so i was speaking to a buddy of mine he's a hypnotist right mm -hmm. and i've been hypnotized i've been hypnotized for entertainment and i've been hypnotized for medical reasons um he said that that the level that like these people take you under you know for entertainment or medical reasons a very light hypnosis but he said that he could implant an idea in my head if he took me deeper and then get me to enact it with a key phrase that's exactly what i'm talking like so they implemented those from from the documentaries that i've seen and there's been a couple interviews that joe rogan has done with experts on on that matter well i wouldn't say experts they're they're um journalists who have dug deeper than anybody else. And they've brought forth quite a bit of information that's very, very compelling. And it's that exact idea that the the hypnotism in conjunction with some sort of medical or medication can create this effect where you essentially have someone that will do your bidding on command. Yeah, 100%, dude. No, no, totally. Um, I think it's very... I didn't know about the Alaska thing, but... I mean, I think it's very credible. I, 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 I'm totally for it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't actually know where the facility was, but when you mentioned mind control, that's immediately what I thought because like Brett, I've actually been hypnotized for medical and entertainment purposes. And I can tell you that it's definitely a plausible and like a real thing that these people are able to do and get into your mind. Okay, um, my vote on the mind control lab in Alaska, I'm going to say yes. What a great place where people are kind of depressed because... So much darkness, so much light, not, you know, you're in the wilderness and there's a lot of that going on. So I think definitely. Did you just call everybody in Alaska depressed? No, just yes. Okay. <laughs> next, um, next theory will we'll hit a little quicker, but have you ever heard the theory that there's an active volcano under Yellowstone National Park and the government is covering it up because it knows the devastation and just a uh, pandemic it would cause if people knew that. Uh, so three two one go not enough information. not enough info because there's two sides to it right active volcano totally possible there's a lot of seismic activity around yellowstone the geysers things like that totally possible the government covering it up very possible i don't know why would i this i don't see why they would cover it up like it is an active thermal area of course there's going to be it's there's going to be magma <laughs> All right, next one, next one. We got, I got two more for okay, you guys. Hit us. Um, there's a chamber behind Mount Rushmore that contains governmental secrets. Three, two, one. True. No idea. Ooh. 
It's like Richie Rich. But go ahead, uh, Brett. You said yes. I don't know. It just sounds feasible. <laughs> I have no, I've never heard that, but, but it does sound like, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, there's another documentary about that, too. I think it had a little bit more to do about gold than government secrets. Uh, National Treasure 2, the, the sequel documentary that they did on that. There's, apparently, there's a whole city back there. I don't know why we're not exploiting. Nick, narrated that. by Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this one's true as well because it's so plausible. Sound like why not? Why wouldn't they keep all these secrets in the heads of the presidents? All right, last one, last one. We're gonna bring it full circle with this one. Um, well, before we do that one, I guess this is sort of related, and we'll cover it in a minute. But pyramids are built by aliens. Three, two. One false. false. Only, and if I can explain this, let me yeah, just say something. Yeah, I think I have to explain as well. I do not think that they were built by aliens, but I, I can believe that they were built with the help of aliens. Uh, I, I agree and echo that to a certain degree. Um, I think that they were built by humans, but there has been some lost technology that was either discovered or given to us by another race that we don't know about yeah i think that's i think that's a really good idea because you know the fact that they're so tightly put together you know obviously slaves built them but the the level of engineering is is insane like it's it's just it is otherworldly i'm assuming you guys feel the same way about like easter island and stonehenge uh stonehenge no um because i've been there it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's like if you look at Stonehenge, you look at the pyramids. It's like they're they're very different things, you know. Um, even though those stones at Stonehenge traveled such a long distance to get there, because there's nothing like that around there. There's just they're just on two different levels. Easter Island again, same thing. I don't really. I think that is totally tribal. But what about the Aztecs? That's that's kind of like yeah, similar similar idea as the pyramids. Um, and then. Again, on the ancient aliens, I'm sure they went over this with the with the weird like sort of hieroglyphics, with like people with like uh, flaming chariots in the sky. Yes, and uh, you know helmets on, aka the out of the documentary Stargate. Ooh, good documentary. <laughs> Ooh, love it. A lot of love factual that information in that one. Yes, very factual. <laughs> yeah, I don't see. I don't. The pyramids are a tough one for me because I'm like, just like you guys said, how can if we were to do it now, it seems so impossible to like even in our day right now to build those how they built them. Yes. With the without machinery and without like like to just have as many people as we can build it. I don't even know how. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Cause I mean I've heard that you cannot put a playing card between the space between the bricks. Well well here's another um case for you guys having to watch Ancient Aliens. One of the most actually like intriguing places that i would want to go for this type of evidence that you're talking about about like did the aliens help them build it or whatever it's more in south america than anything i would say there are different um civilizations in peru y you can look at these structures and they're they're rocks just as big and heavy as if not bigger than than the the pyramids of giza it very clearly looks like the rocks have been melted together you look at them, it literally looks like they're bubbling out. Oh, weird. But they're they're actually bound together, too. They're not just placed next to each other. It, it literally looks like they've been melted and then bulged and then fused together. 
And there's many, many uh, instances of these types of structures in South America. I don't know, Kavika. If I eat a lot of cheese, it really binds me up. <laughs> so, Nick, you're done with your conspiracies, right? You're done with your questions? Uh, are you glad? Yes. <laughs> no, because I have one for you, which I'm surprised you didn't include in this. Okay, yeah, let's hear it. This is why we're a team. Yeah, and I'm going to count you guys down. The moon landing. True or false? Was it faked? Three, two, one. True. True. Not faked. Yeah, I think the moon landing is real. You think it's real? Definitely. Okay. Kavika? I think it's real. I mean, the, the only evidence that I've seen that... The, I guess one of the biggest pieces of evidence that people claim is is proving that it's fake is the fact that the flag was shaking or, or blowing in the wind or something like that. But if you put something in a perfect vacuum, it's going to keep having motion until something stops it. So the guy holds up the thing, lets go of it, that creates some sort of ripple in the flag, and it just keeps rippling because there's no... There's no air resistance to stop it from doing that. There's nothing that's going to make it sag. Like my under, uh, I'm, no, I'm no expert, but my understanding of a perfect vacuum and having very low gravity is that it's that's something that's natural that would happen. But I don't know about all the other evidence and 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 whatnot. So my my ability to say it's true is not based on very much. Well, my understanding of a perfect vacuum is a Dyson. <laughs> Put it on ching. Uh, anyway, so. I think it's real, but I like to play with the ideas. The lack of a photographer in the reflection of the the lens of the guy's helmet, the the classic photo of the guy on the moon, mm-hmm. um, who he's got the he's got the he's got the space helmet on. There's no reflection of a photographer taking the photo. Was he in the shade? <laughs> There's that, and then the other idea, which I heard on actually on a show that we were watching, was that it was faked. Because there was such a space race uh, between the U.S. and the Soviets, and the Soviets were so far ahead, um, but nobody had sort of um, touched, set foot on the moon yet, so that America made it up in order to bankrupt the Soviets by making them like try so hard to try and get to the moon and land on the moon that, but it was, it was never, it was, it's just not possible, mm. and so they ended up bankrupting themselves. I'm surprised. Um, another one we didn't really talk about is uh, flat Earth or not. Yeah, but but you that know. one's ridiculous to me. So, yeah, that's just stupid. Wait, what? <laughs> you guys aren't with me on this one. Kavika's a flat Earther. He can't believe the moon landing's real and be a flat Earther. This is a little bit of a tangent, but have you guys heard of the theory that the moon is hollow? Mm-hmm. Really? No. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. There was some evidence that when um, something landed on the moon or they shot something at the moon and they measured measured the resonance of like, I don't know, the surface of the moon and it vibrated throughout the entire moon for like hours or something. And they tried it a couple times and like tested the theory. So I, I don't know what that means, but it'd be really interesting because they've theorized that, yeah, the moon is hollow and it's actually a space station for aliens. Yeah, or it's also oh. a, a governmental satellite. Yeah, that one I think is a little bit of a stretch because I don't think we're capable of anything like that. But and, and it's also like the moon's been around since the ancient times. The Mayans and the ancient Hawaiians use the moon for for all, all sorts of things. So I don't know if they put it up there before 
ancient civilization. Well, it's like but the moon aliens. clearly controls like tides and stuff. Like, how would how could it be hollow? It needs the mass in order to do that. Unless it's an alien race that knows how to control gravity, Nick. Hmm. You burn oh. me. Interesting. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, burn. Oh, this is fun. I know this is a little different than our standard stuff, but this is still kind of fun just to like shoot the breeze and talk about these. At least I, I'm having fun. I don't know about anyone else. Nope, just you. Screw all you guys. <laughs> all right, let's just jump into our. Let's jump into our last. This will be more can of spam. Um, what would you do if? So our last segment for the for the episode today. Um, one, have you seen the bumper dumper invention? Have you guys seen that? Yes, yes, I sir. Have. Are you excited about it? Would you ever use it? I would. Have you ever used anything like that? Uh, yeah, I, I have no problems using it. Oh, it needs a little bit of pine salt. For those that don't know, you can go back on our um, Twitter feed, Instagram, Facebook, and check out this post recently. Basically, it's a five-gallon bucket with a seat on it and a toilet paper holder on it as well, and it's attached to the hitch of like a truck. That way, if you're like out and you got to drop a deuce, you can just easily do it. Um, one thing I would add to this invention is I would line it with a trash bag of some sort personally, but you know, Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Trash for bag, easy and, trash bag and, uh, and cat litter and pine saw cat litter. Yeah. But yeah, it absorbs the and moisture. A plunger. It, you know, <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> this, this just bumper dumper got me thinking, um, let's just talk through the dynamics of taking a dump in space. So how would you do it, and what would be some possible uh, things to worry about? What is the closest thing to taking a dump in space here? Probably taking a dump in the ocean, huh? Yeah. I would say, or just upside down. Try and take a dump do, while doing a handstand. Can I volunteer your place for us to conduct this experiment, Nick? I, I think if you're taking a dump in space, you're going to need some type of vacuum to like actually be constantly sucking as you're doing your business. Because it just floats and stays wherever you are. So if you're like, you, I would, you'd want to push extra hard just to make sure it goes away from you. You need momentum. That would be my first tip. Yes, that would be my first dump in space tip. Unless you had some type of vacuum system. You, you know, my Dyson has quite a few attachments that you can attach to this front of this thing. I imagine <laughs> that a poop vacuum would have to be pretty tailor fit. Maybe it's one of those things where you boil it and then you like <laughs> shape it to the, the shape of your anal profile. Cavity. We'll go with profile, your <laughs> anus profile, and then you attach it to this this device, and and it perfectly fits and sucks all of the excrement into the appropriate receptacle. See, I use a lot yeah, of big it, words there to make me sound smart. Uh, the thing too, I bet I wonder if they have an issue of pink eye in the um, space station oh, because God. if you if you just poop in the open and there's poop droplets in the air and it gets in your eye, that sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, you thought you thought lunar dust is an issue. I think poop droplets is an issue if it's not contained well enough. Anal dust. We are talking about a subject that obviously Brett is not comfortable with. Oh, I forgot no. about that. Yeah. It, he doesn't like poop. That's why the man's all silent over here. <laughs> all right. Well, it seems we have come to an end to this very bizarre episode of Canis Bam. Thank you guys so much for listening. We know this wasn't your usual, but, you know, we're we're fairly intelligent people, and we like to actually say something fairly intelligent every once in a while this probably isn't the best example of that but anyway thanks again for listening we love you guys again i'm who am i i'm old man lopez 
And I'm your Poopitarian. Thank you to Brett for joining us today, and we'll catch you guys next time. Shoots! Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.